The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by Chocolate Milk, built by nature. Catch Texas Football Today live weekdays at noon on TexasFootball.com and get involved with the show using hashtag TF Today. And now, on with the show. show on the internet. My name is Greg Tepper. I am the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football, a magazine, texasfootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live at texasfootball.com or you're watching us on Facebook or you're listening to us on the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part to support your local mediocre internet show. I am sitting here, sitting over there, making us sound good today, celebrating his 70th birthday today, is George R.R. R. Martin. Ah, the that's Game a, of Thrones guy. The, the Game of Thrones sure. guy. Sure. I'm not a Thrones guy. I'm not a Thrones guy either. We're, we're out on Thrones. It's weird because a lot of people whose opinions about media I respect sure. love Game of Thrones. Yeah. But, it, I don't know. Just My wife's super into it. I, don't, I, just do, I, I think I just don't do the fantasy thing. I'm good. I watch I watch a show about a talking horse who deals with existentialism, but <laughs> yeah, I don't do the fantasy thing. Yeah, that totally makes sense. That's a fair trade. Today is Thursday, September 20th, 2018, 63 days until Thanksgiving. Episode 625. 625, if my computer will load. The number of at-bats for Ian Desmond in his last year's Texas Rangers career. Mickey uh, Desmond? Boy, my father. Oh, he loved him. He loved Yeah. Ian Desmond. He For, bought in whole hog on Ian oh Desmond. Oh, man. What, He's the franchise player. Yeah. What was, so your birthday is what? Like three months into a baseball season? And yeah. And my birthday's I was at your birthday party that year, and mm-hmm. your dad's all, oh, he's like, he's Mickey Desmond. He's just like Mickey Mantle. I'm like, we're getting a little ahead of ourselves I'm here. like, Ian Desmond's a... He's missed that boat. Ian Desmond, nice player. Yeah. Nice well, player. He was riding a heater. He was very hot at the moment. Yeah. He was very hot at the moment. Yeah. Anyway, uh, that was, he had, he had 625 at-bats in his one season in 2016. On today's show, guys, going an hour, we're doing it live. F, us, F it, we're doing it live. Um, we are going to talk about a suddenly swollen Thursday slate of yeah. games. Um, we'll talk about why that is and why it's terrible and why it's also great. We'll talk about that. 12-15, we'll be joined by the head coach of the 3-0 Port Arthur Memorial Titans. Let's go down to PA. Talk with the head coach, Brian Morgan. We'll be joined by him. Uh, 3-0, never lost as a head coach. Never lost as a head coach. He's got the he's got the all time he's the all time winningest coach in Texas high school football history as far as winning percentage is concerned. <laughs> I'm sure that's a tie, regardless of sample size. Like I'm sure that's a tie. Yeah, uh, there has to be some other one else, but right now he's one of them. So we'll talk with him. Then we're going to get into the picks, my high school football predictions for a week four of the Texas high school football season, and then finally America's favorite segment, free money, is back, and we'll have a special guest picker. Shihan J. Raja will join us. Um, he will join us for free money. Because, because Ishmael is currently being abused by his job. Ishmael is being buried by Texas Basketball Magazine. That empty so. chair next to you looks Listen, very lonely. Hey, look, man. Almost nobody knows the pain yeah. that he's going through yeah. like you and I do. Yeah, you, and, you, but the two of you more than and so And so I especially, like, he told me something had happened about with the magazine. I go, you need the day off? He's like, yep. I'm like, cool. Well, make do. <laughs> and it's not a big deal. I feel worse in those situations because, well, with you, at least I know 90% of the time I can be helpful. 
But with Ish, it's like eh, Greg's really the only one that can help him with these problems. These yeah. are Greg problems. Yeah, it's uh, it's yeah, it's yeah. pretty crazy. So um, I want to talk about this. I tweeted something this morning um, that today, actually tomorrow, but I like to. Give By the way, something. someone's already like excited about free money. They got the free money with like six Y's. Yeah, it, see, it's Aaron, sweeping the nation, Max. Aaron, Aaron Flynn's way too excited about free money. Aaron Flynn gets it. I think that's our friend in Oregon. Uh, Aaron Fr- Flynn gets it. I don't know. So I tweeted something. Uh, so I am uh, – it, it, is, it is extremely humbling uh, to be a, um, a voter for the Texas High School Football Hall of Fame. Uh, they've asked me to be a voter. I've done it the past couple of years. It's, ve- it's very humbling. It's a, a, I think it's a, a big honor, and I think that's a big um, responsibility. I take it very seriously. So I tweeted out the ballot out there, and let me tell you – it gets tougher every single year. So there, I will admit that there's a number of these guys, especially from like the 70s and before, uh, that I have to read up on. I have to do some research on and figure out why oh, they're sure. why they're nominated because I just I just yeah. don't have that knowledge. The recency bias is going to get anyone your and my age. So and that the, that's why I really like the way they do it. They do it by decades. So you pick you you rate guys in the 60s and then you rate guys in the 70s and the 80s. What's terrible about this whole process is that they give you like eight nominees for each decade, and then you have to rank them one through eight, which means that you are putting a legend last. It would be a lot easier if I just go okay, I'm voting for this guy. But instead, I can't. I have to rank them one through eight. It's terrible. Anyway, let me, let me just give you an example of how difficult this is, okay? This is, uh, this is um, the, the, the ballot for the 2000s, okay? Everyone who's played since from 2000 to 2009, I believe it is, okay? Here's the ballot. <clears throat> Adrian Peterson from Palestine. I've heard of him. Uh, Joe Pavalic from Smithson Valley, who was an unbelievable yeah. linebacker. Yeah. Player. Roy Miller from Colleen Shoemaker, who was amazing. Yeah. Greg McElroy from South Lake Carroll. Nathan Vasher from Texarkana. <laughs> Jaquiz Rogers from Lamar Consolidated. Jeez. Garrett Gilbert yeah. from Lake Travis. Yeah. And Cedric Griffin from San Antonio Holmes. You have to pick one? I have to rank them one through eight. Oh. Right. Which oh. means that, like, let's just say, like, for example, let's take, um, I'm not going to give away my ballot, but let me, let me just tell you this. Jaquiz Rogers, who was a Mr. Texas Football Player of the Year, was not in my top two. So here's my question, because just after you've listed those off off the top, are but Gilbert and Jaquiz have to have the best stats of anyone in that group from their high school. Careers, they do, correct? They do, and it can't be close. They do. Now they, that can't be everything. No, it can't be everything but, because, like, for example, Greg McElroy only played one, only started one season. Right. He backed up Chase Daniel for right. two years, but then yeah. all he did was, I believe, state championship. His year? Um, yeah. And so, yeah, it's, it's, it's incredible. There's also, like, a, there's a coaches listing. Um, the, the coaches, okay? I have to pick one of these guys to be number one. Johnny Tusa from Waco, Chad Morris, TJ Mills, Dan Hooks, Scott Phillips, who was an unbelievable at Groveton, Lynn Etheridge from Tomball, Dennis Alexander from Dangerfield, and Curtis Barbe from Newton. What? <laughs> <laughs> That's unfair. It's unfair. Yeah. Uh, be- and then they've all they've got the Dave Campbell contributor to the game. We've got our friends Carl Padilla's up for it. David oh, Smoke God. is up for it. Oh God! Jerry Forrest is up for it. Wow! Um, a lot of a lot of our, our buddies are out for friends. it. Yeah, it's it's a terrible terrible job uh, that I have to do once a year. And I just at, at some point this morning I spent about an hour on it. And at some point I just had to hold my nose and just mark it. And just go. Okay, here we go. Yeah. 
We got to start like an underground campaign to make sure Padilla doesn't get it because you know he's wheeling and dealing. <laughs> he's wheeling and dealing right now. Hey, uh, uh, I will. That is the you, only one. If you, you want, if you want to ask me, some who palms I, are being greased. If you want to ask me who I voted for, I'm happy to tell you. Um, but I will. I will not tell you who I who I voted for and contributed to the game because that's not that's not fair. I can't do that because I know too many of these guys. So, we are Texas Football today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking about the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF, like us on Facebook, Facebook.com/DaveCampbell's. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com/DaveCampbell's, and of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. TexasFootball.com is where you can find complete coverage of high school football, college football, and recruiting all across the Lone Star State. So. Let's talk about uh, what was supposed to be a very boring Thursday slate of games. <laughs> I was actually all week dreading this segment. Yeah. I was. I was dreading. It's like, okay, I'm going to have to sell you on what is a pretty lame Thursday slate of games. Because there were, there were a couple like here and there that were, that were fine. But like overall, it was a, a, compared to other weeks, right. the Thursday slate of game this week was, was bad. I was gonna have to. T- I was gonna have to sell you on El Paso, Montwood, and Odessa, right? I was gonna have to sell you on like Denton, Ryan, and West Mesquite, even though I think Denton Ryan's a big favorite in that one. I was gonna have to sell you on Humble and Sal Houston, which is a battle of unbeaten's, but I think that this is the biggest test for both these teams, right? It's it's it was. I was gonna have to sell you on it, and then God came down from the heavens and said, "You know what?" Why don't I just send, like, big weather yeah. for a third consecutive week? Yeah. Have some football games. To, the sta- to, to Texas. So now I would run through the biggest games in the state, but, like, it's basically like a Friday night tonight. There's almost, I believe, almost every Friday night game in the DFW area, a few in East Texas and a few in the big country, and then even up into the panhandle, um, are getting moved to Thursday. Check your local um, news affiliate for this, but a lot of games have been moved. I don't think there's any games tomorrow in TFW. I think that, well, unless, well, unless except it's at, the one. Except so there's one. We'll get to that in a moment. <laughs> we'll get to that. Uh, Ewell's Trinity and John Tyler is still tomorrow because they, they're basically waiting. And and so I got into a, a, a comp. Somebody commented to me yesterday. Somebody had a very dumb comment, if I may say so. Um, no. I, won't, I won't call him out by name. Someone on the internet had a dumb comment. Uh, believe it or not, and this is, you're you're going to be stunned as to uh, which uh, which uh, platform it came on. Somebody had a bad tweet, Max. <sighs> Somebody had a real bad tweet. <clears throat> Let me read this bad tweet. I remember in the late '80s when I played high school football oh, games in the rain, like real men do. Go. The played, softness of these millennials. We played football uphill both ways in the snow, barefoot. Yeah, like yeah. Uh, first of all, guys, I understand that millennials are the boogeyman, right? We're just the worst. And I understand that real men stopped being born in about 1975, <laughs> according to a vast, pop, vast you know, uh. group of this populace. Uh, but a couple of things. First of all, there are hundreds, I won't say thousands, maybe thousands, thousands, I'll say hundreds, I'm comfortable saying that, hundreds of games. Texas high school football games every single year that get played in the rain. Hundreds. They're not worried about rain, guys. They're not worried about rain. They're worried about lightning because there are actual UIL rules dictating that you cannot play when there's lightning around. Uh, and, and I don't mean to go out on a limb here, but uh, I feel like one thing that wasn't better back in the day uh, was getting struck by lightning. Yeah. 
Still, still as bad back then as it is still now. bad. I realized once I made the crack about uh, playing uphill both well, well, both ways that technically that's true regardless because of the crown on the field and then Shea Harris, who's in the house by the way. Shea's in the house, Mr. Concho Valley Sports Network man. I figured he would still. I he was like, he was we, still... They, we still play uphill both ways because of the crown on the field. I'm like, damn it, he's right. Yeah, I know. Call um, me up before I can even say anything. But anyway, there's that. Also, guys, like. You know that millennials aren't the ones moving the games, right? Yeah, right. Like, it's the coaches. And most coaches are not millennials. <laughs> In fact, like, Riley Dodge is a millennial. There's yeah. probably, like, two more. Yeah. Who are, like, under 35, right? right? Yeah. <sighs> what are we going to do? I don't know. Anyway, yeah. so check your local um, – uh, uh, there's a lot of games being moved to Thursday. Um, essentially, every – like, it's now, like, my – we're about to do the picks – Pretty much every game in the picks is now tonight. Yeah. So with the exception of Houston is fine. Uh, San Antonio sounds like it's okay. There are some games, I believe, being moved in Austin. I thought I saw that. So keep an eye on that. Uh, but there's a big swath in the middle of Texas. Uh, north, north central Texas is all going to be uh, big weather tomorrow, yeah. which is why they're moving it. As, uh, Corey Hogue said, kids used to be immune to lightning. Uh, these kids are so weak they actually get struck by it. Actually getting struck by lightning. Yeah. The, the, you know what? These millennials. These millennials. Weak wristed millennials. Holding their phones up uh, towards look, the sky. Looking into their phones and asking <laughs> Siri and all this fun stuff. Uh, anyway, so check your local listings for uh, which game is going on because it probably got moved to tonight. Unless you, unless it's like a, multi, a multi-school ISD stadium where they can't move it. Right. Um, and even then... Maybe those games got canceled already because uh, unless it's a district game. So check your local affiliate. I would run through them, but the list is way too long. Yeah. But if you're in DFW, East Texas, Central Texas, big country, maybe even the Panhandle, maybe even Austin, if you're in there, check your local affiliate, your, your local news network, and, and, and see when your game is playing. So we are Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF, like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbells, and of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. TexasFootball.com is where you can become a Dave Campbells Texas Football Insider. Uh, yes, I'm going to keep banging this drum. I feel like this is something that you guys should do. I, I, I'm biased. This is just me. And, and admittedly, I have like a vested interest in it. But uh, the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider Membership is our subscription package. It's nineteen ninety five for an entire year. That's not nineteen ninety nine. I get emails all the time. Nineteen ninety five a month? No, it's nineteen ninety five for the entire year. Okay, here's what you get: you pay nineteen ninety five, you get two magazines, the two thousand and eighteen recruiting edition of Dave Campbell's Texas Football, which comes out right after Thanksgiving, profiling more than four hundred prospects around the Lone Star State. You get the two thousand and nineteen summer edition of Dave Campbell's Texas Football, the Bible of Texas Football, the preview magazine for the two thousand nineteen season. You also get a year's worth of exclusive online content at TexasFootball.com, including computer rankings of every Texas high school football team, computer projections of every Texas high school football game. Uh, a season of Tep and Step, our high school, our premium high school football insider podcast, recruiting analysis from our friends at Next Level Athlete and our recruiting analyst Greg Powers, all sorts of good stuff. All that again, nineteen ninety five for the entire year. Nineteen ninety five for an entire year. That's nineteen dollars and ninety five cents, not one thousand nine hundred ninety five dollars. Nineteen dollars and ninety five cents for the entire year makes a great gift as well. It's TexasFootball.com to become Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider. Max, let's go to the Dairy Max Built by Nature hotline and bring in the head coach of the 3-0 Port Arthur Memorial Titans, a guy who I'm wondering if he just doesn't know how to lose high school football games. <laughs> We're joined by the head coach of the Titans, Coach Brian Morgan. Coach, how are you? 
Uh, I'm good. That was a heck of an introduction. <laughs> <laughs> How are things in beautiful Port Arthur, Texas? Uh, they, you know, they're they're going good. I, I I can't complain. It's a beautiful day out, and and we're three and zero, so it's pretty good on that end. Yeah, three and zero, a great start for the Titans um, here. And and I'm I'm interested. You know, you mentioned I believe you, you spoke to the Port Arthur News about this, and 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 it's been a little bit up and down in some of these instances. And I want to talk about specific games in a moment. Uh, but in the end. The goal uh, after three games is to be three and zero, and it's it's just got to be you no know, by hook or crook. It's mission accomplished, right? Yeah, it, it is. We played well uh, most of the time, but you know, just kind of have some little ups and downs and some things that we've got to clean up. And we've used this open week here to, you know, like I say, just clean up some some techniques and fundamental issues, and and you know, hopefully those those situations uh, don't. You know, show themselves again later in the season. You got uh, the, you're in your your first year here at, at Memorial, kind of returning home uh, to Port Arthur. Your Port Arthur Jefferson grad. Um, this is a, a a job that I know you know the passion down there in in Port <laughs> Arthur. Um, why was this the right job for you? Why was this something that that you wanted to pursue when it came open? You know, I think, you know, everybody knows about the, the talent and the potential that's here in Port Arthur. I think that's, you know, well, why, you know, widespread around the state. Everybody's got that opinion of Port Arthur. Um, but for me, just being from home, you know, I try to explain to everybody that there's a, a, a very, um, a great sense of pride in leading this program and leading your hometown. And, and you know, like I tell everybody, you, you don't want to do wrong by, by your, by your name in your city. You, you know, you want to be very proudful for your, your family and, and, uh, you know, put on a, a good uh, a good show with your team and and you have your city come together there's a lot of things that go into it but um that pride and, and that um that that fan you know fan pride is 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 evident here within the kids and and our coaching staff as well it, it, like i said it's a lot of pride to, to lead your hometown team it means more than than most people would realize uh, Coach, you you take over a program that you know there are some programs where it's a build uh, or it's a rebuild. This is not. You know, this is a program that that's going well. Things are you know a playoff game, a, a playoff run a year ago. Uh, you know, come up a little bit short to Temple there in the area round. Um, from your perspective, I know you want to put your stamp on the program, but but at the same time. Um, how much of it is it that uh, kind of steady as she goes, taking over for a good coach in Kenny Harrison? How much of it is it just continuing uh, what he what he was doing? Uh, you know, a lot of it is continuing because you know he he's had a big hand in building the program to where it is today and setting the expectations where they are today. Um, it's more for me is is continuing the winning tradition. And, you know, maybe doing it a different way in my own way, but the winning tradition and carrying on what, what Coach Harrison um, built here um, is something that everybody expects. You know, nobody expects any drop off here. You know, the expectations in Port Arthur are very high on a yearly basis. Um, and so, you know, we've got a lot to live up to. And I think we got a chance to. Uh, we're talking with Brian Morgan, the head coach of the Port Arthur Memorial Titans here on Texas Football Today. Get involved in the conversation, hashtag TF Today. All right, Coach, it's uh, so far so good on the defensive side for you guys. It's been a really strong start uh, defensively for you guys. You know, you hold Deer Park, which is a, a reigning district champion, to 20 points in the opener. Uh, you, you take down Houston Madison. And then last week, uh, you know, uh, an odd game against Beaumont United, but a, a defensive sided. Um, overall, you know, we knew that you guys had some talent coming back to defensively uh but is is uh, is the defense kind of even exceeding your expectations so far 
you know, there, there's some times. I mean, last week they obviously, you know, played outstanding mm-hmm. for the whole game. Um, but we expect them. We've seen them all throughout spring and throughout summer and having to practice against those guys. We, we understand that, that they've got um, the potential and the talent over there when they do things right to be very, very special. Um, it, it's not a, not a surprise to us. You know, when you see them every day, I, you know, I know who's over there on the D line and, and the linebackers and in the secondary. And we got a bunch of guys returning. Um, so it, it's it's expected on our end. Um, you know, we've got to you know kind of hold our end of it uh, on the offensive end as well. Uh, you know, you mentioned the offense, and 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 we'll talk about the first two games first. You know, this is a uh, you know this was uh, an offense that look you know looked like you guys had really found some some weapons. You know, Cam Ladia, the the, the quarterback, had, had kind of uh, starting to to kind of come into his own. Um, what can you tell us about the way that when this offense is working, what is it that's working about that offense? You know, a lot of it for us is is we're going to take what they give us, whether it's run or pass. We're fortunate that we have a quarterback that's a very capable passer. We've got a bunch of athletes around him um, at receiver and at running back and tight end um, that that are very capable of making plays. But for us, you know, we, we like to move at a fast pace and we like to execute um, and, and just be very efficient more than anything. You know, we've got a bunch of playmakers. If we can get our guys the ball in space, I think we got a chance to to be successful offensively. Uh, we're talking with uh, Brian Morgan, the head coach at Port Arthur Memorial here on Texas Football Today. Get involved in the conversation, hashtag TF Today. So, Coach, you're in the middle of your bye week now. You, you, you touched on it in a little, uh, a little bit earlier. Uh, but, but what is it, you know, there's some coaches who say we need to get healthy, some coaches who you want your kids to unplug. What is it of, that you are hoping to accomplish with this week off, uh, knowing full well that you're about to run headlong into a, a pretty rough and tumble district? Sure. You know, like I told our guys, it's not an open week and it's not a bye week. It's a get better week for us. And, and we've got some things that we need to clean up. Everybody on the field, including our defense, can get better um, in some aspect. And we've cut down practice a little bit time wise, um, but we're still, you know, practicing uh, four days this week. And, you know, it's a lot of fundamentals, a little less contact. Um, and just trying to clean up, hey, something you screwed up in in weeks one through three. Um, that way, going forward through district, um, you don't make those same mistakes again. Uh, Coach, speaking of, of district play, you know, I don't want to ask you to look too far ahead, sure. but it is right on the, the horizon. District sure. 95A Division One. Uh, you're going to be up against, uh, you know, New Caney, Porter, a uh, couple teams from the Houston area. I'm, I'm really interested when you take a look at, at, at your district draw and, and what you, you're up against in the upcoming weeks. Uh, what are you seeing from your district? You know, I think, you know, we're, we're going to face some very capable opponents. You know, I know a, a few of them have been, you know, by district, you know, playoff matchups in the past few years, kind of with that district. So we've seen them just, you know, just a little bit on film um, or, you know, a couple of teams we played before. You know, I know a few of the coaches, the area that I think do an excellent job getting the most out of their talent. Um, so I think it's going to be a very, you know, very tough, challenging, you know, district run. Uh, we're uh this is a an area you know we've talked a lot about Port Arthur but this is an area of uh, of of achievers this is an area where there's a lot expected most notably back in March um the basketball state championship sure. uh when you so you got to be right in the middle of that what is Port Arthur like when there's like that kind of craziness going on and 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 bringing home a state championship <laughs> 
you know that the, the thing about it is is Port Arthur is as as crazy as it is and the high expectations um, when things are, are going really well here the support and the community is unbelievable it, it comes together and you know the basketball had the little phrase you know PA versus everybody um, and you know if you look at the state championship that that was all over the place and we've kind of got our own little phrase and everybody's bought in throughout the community and and just throughout administration um, and, and so it's it's very it's very a great community because they do take a lot of pride in their sports here in Port Arthur. Uh, one more question for Brian Morgan, the head coach of the Port Arthur Memorial Titans here on Texas Football Today. Folks may not realize uh, before you know before you came back to Port Arthur, you were over there at Lamar. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. you, you bounced around a little bit at uh, uh, Prairie View A and M. You were at North Texas for uh, for a, uh, as a defensive grad assistant. Uh, but people may not remember that uh, that you were a heck of a kicker. Uh, you are, of course, a record-setting kicker at Grambling State. Uh, so, two questions for that. One, do you are you the most involved in a, a special teams head coach in the state? As far as when you get to the special teams period, are you are you very in tune with the kickers? And secondly, is the Grambling State band the best band in the land? I'm answering the second question first, and there's no there's no question about the Grambling, the, the world fame. I, I'd get in trouble if I said anything different. <laughs> yeah, be careful um, here. <laughs> yeah, um, but as far as special teams goes, you know, I've got a special team background at the college level, and I'm very involved and coach our special teams. Um, that way, we've been very productive the first few weeks. And my my most important stat, we've locked a punt in all for all three of the first three games. So I'm fired up about that one. It's a big time down there in Port Arthur with the 3-0 and Titans. They're playing offense, they're playing defense, and yeah, they're playing special teams under new coach Brian Morgan. Follow him on Twitter at Coach B. Morgan. Coach, really appreciate your time. Congratulations uh, on the hot start. Best of luck next week and down the road. I appreciate it, There he goes. Brian Morgan, head coach, Port Arthur Memorial. Fun times down there in PA. This can't, keep, can't quit winning. Oh, no. Can't quit winning. Yeah. Too much winning going on. PA versus everybody. Um, yeah, it's um, it's it's a it's a fun time down there, and I'll tell you that you you know you look at their district, and I mean I'll be honest, I, I like they've got to be no worse than co favorites in that. district. Yeah, we uh, talk all the time about district draws, right? Mm-hmm. It, it, it could have been it could have been worse, but it, it could have. I mean, it's hard to get better than this. I, I think st- that's a, a, re, a really nice draw for them. I still think New Caney's a pretty good team. Oh yeah, for sure. But I think that they're no worse than dist- from from than that. And by the way. You know, look, now Region 4 or Region 3 is a bit of a bear. At some point, you're going to run into Angleton. Oh, yeah. At some point, you're going to run into Friendswood. At some point, you're going to run into Hutto or Cedar Park. The region is unkind. Yeah, the region is unkind. But uh, I will tell you that, that you know, PA, off to a good start. Yeah. And, and things are looking good. And, and once they get into district play, it was I, I didn't want to dwell too much on that very odd. I think it was 10 to 9 was the final. <laughs> you hear him chuckling. Like, He's yeah, like, uh-huh, yeah, why, why are we, uh, let's, not, let's not talk about that. Um <laughs> Yeah, no, 10-3 to three over yeah. Beaumont United. But that's a weird game because, first of all, Beaumont United's a 6A over a 5A. There's a 5A over a 6A, which is a good yeah. win. The other part of it is, for me, is that Beaumont United is this, if you don't know, that's, that's the yeah. merging of Ozan and Central that came together to form Beaumont United. And um, so it's, it's kind of a new school. How and do you, you don't really, plan? how do yeah. you get prepared? Yeah. So it's a bit odd. There was also, I don't know, I don't know. They, they, they got the win. They're 3-0. and That's all that matters down there in PA. So, we appreciate Coach Brian Morgan hopping on with us. Uh, we're Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF, like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's, and of course, see us at TexasFootball.com.
Dave Campbell's Texas Football has teamed up with the North Texas Honda dealers to shine the light on influential individuals who are helpful in their local community and will be out at the McKinney North and Rockwall Heath game tonight honoring uh, community helper Blake Greener. Uh, so make sure you're out there. Be on the lookout for the Help the Honda team, and you might get a random act of helpfulness. It's a pretty cool campaign they're doing. Brought to, yeah. your fr- brought to you by our friends, North Texas Honda dealers, so check them out. Uh, the Dave Campbell's Texas football crew is headed out to the Eulis Trinity John Tyler game. Uh, with come our rain or shine. Uh, come rain or shine. Yeah. Um, so this is uh, this is a little bit little bit tough. So so basically, the Dave Campbell's Texas football crew is going to be out there, whether or not the game happens uh, tomorrow uh, at uh, at at H E B Stadium at at uh, what's the name of that stadium? Pennington Field. Pennington. Thank yeah. you. I'm sorry, I just yeah. blanked on it. Yeah. Uh, we'll be out there with our with our sponsors, uh, Body Armor, Texas Army National Guard, Takis, In and Out Burger, and Main Event. So yeah. make sure you come out and bother the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Crew. You'll get more Takis than you can eat. Yeah, if you'd like Takis, then this is the place for you. Um, so make sure you see them at the Ewell's Trinity John Tyler game tomorrow. Uh, the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Crew will be out there with our friends, Body Armor, Texas Army National Guard, Takis, In and Out Burger, and Main Event. Week four of the Texas high school football season is here. Rain or shine, it's coming. Big games all across the state. I made my picks in the picks video. Here is my predictions for the week four of the Texas high school football season here on Texas Football Today. District showdowns galore in week four of the Texas high school football season. These are the picks. Welcome into the picks, your guide to the Texas high school football weekend. My name is Greg Tepper of Dave Campbell's Texas Football and TexasFootball.com. Thank you so much for tuning in. Week four of the Texas high school football season is upon us, and there is a bit of a caveat here. Almost 18% of the state is off this week. That's right. One of the big bye weeks this week. All the 18 districts taking the week off. But that doesn't mean we don't have some massive games all across the state. We start in Alvin. 7 o'clock Friday night at Memorial Stadium in Alvin. It's a must-see 5A clash in the Houston area as the Fort Bend Marshall Buffaloes take on the Manville Mavericks. What are the keys to this matchup? Well, key number one, ball control. Yes, we'll get to the other part of that offense a little bit later, but both these teams want to run the ball. There are some instances in games where time of possession maybe isn't necessarily a determining factor, but here I feel like it will be. You've got two teams that want to keep the ball on the ground in large doses. For Manville, they want to give the ball to Ladarius Owens and Garrison Johnson. They've been pretty successful when they've done that. On the other side, for Marshall, Devin Shane has been really special for this Buffaloes team. So, who can control the clock a little bit more? Who can ground and pound it? That's a big key in this one. Key number two, home runs. Okay, when you think of Marshall and Manville, you're thinking of big plays. And make no mistake, there are going to be some big plays in this game. Marshall's got a fantastic receiver in Dominic Houston Shepard who can take the top off the defense in a hurry. And on the other side, Manville quarterback Josh Coltrane is really settling in with his bevy of receivers on the outside. There are going to be a couple of big plays in this one. Which defense can hold down the opposing offense's home run ability? And key number three, between the ears. There's no team that's had Fort Bend Marshall's number quite like Manville. The last couple of years, we think the Marshalls have had a state championship caliber team, and then they've run into Manville, and it's all fallen apart. Manville is 2-0 in the last two years against them with an average margin of victory of 43 points. It has been absolute domination by the Mavericks. This is the monkey on the back for Marshall. Can they get past it, or will Manville's dominance continue? Who am I picking? 
I'm going with Marshall. Believe it or not, I think this is the year they get the monkey off the back. The one thing I haven't mentioned about them is that I really like their defensive team speed. Every single level of this defense can fly sideline to sideline. Now, look, if you want to pick Manville, you are absolutely within your rights to do so. They have dominated the series. They played for a state championship last year. They've got their home. They've got playmakers all over the field. I totally understand it. But folks down in the Houston area have been telling me for months and months and months how talented this Marshall team is. And you know what? I'm buying it. Give me the Buffaloes. Let's go to the Alamo City, 7.30 p.m. Friday night at Rutledge Stadium in Converse as Sybil of Steel takes on Converse Judson in an Alamo City clash. What are the keys to this matchup? Well, key number one, Judson's front seven. You knew I was going to mention it, and here it is. Sometimes the most obvious key is the biggest one. Judson's front seven is ridiculous. Uh, not only do they have one of the best defensive players in the state in DeMarvin Leal, their defensive end, but they got a fantastic linebacker core led by Kevin Wood Jr. Can the Steel offense find a way through this big front seven? or will the Rockets' defense have a field day? Key number two, Steel's emerging playmakers. We had some questions about where the Knights were going to get their offense this year, and the answer has been the youth movement. Sophomore quarterback Wyatt Beagle's been very good. Sophomore receiver Daniel Jackson is lightning in a bottle. And this running back, DeQuavian Thomas, just a junior, has really emerged as well. So the future is very bright for the Knights, but what about the present? What do they do going up against probably the best defense they've seen this year in Judson? I'm really interested to see how these youngsters perform. And key number three, identity. Neither of these teams really have an identity right now, at least not one that we recognize. You know, for Converse Judson, we've always thought of them as a big explosive offense and then kind of a bruising defense. They got the bruising defense part, but the offense is kind of a bit of a work in progress. For Steele, it's always been about their defense, right? The Knights' defense has been excellent basically since the school opened, but the defense this year still kind of finding its way. Who can find an identity? I think that we're going to find out a lot about both of these teams and the shape of the San Antonio area in this one. What do these teams look like? Who am I picking? I'm going with Judson. Being at home certainly helps in this one, but I think that they've got a couple of playmakers and Sincere McCormick and Marvin Leal that can really step up and make the plays necessary to win this game. Again, very interested to see what these Steel youngsters do on the big stage, but for now, I'm going with the more veteran squad. Give me Judson. 7.30 p.m. Friday night at Hawk Stadium in Texarkana. It's a fantastic matchup of unbeatens as Gladewater takes on Pleasant Grove. Gladewater, if you haven't paid attention to them, they are 3-0 and and rolling right now. Their running back, Elijah Carter, has been very good. You know, for Pleasant Grove, I think they're very quietly chugging along as 4A Division II kind of falls apart and nobody really seems to take command of it. Well, here's Pleasant Grove, the defending champs, still chugging along. I think Pleasant Grove holds serve at home. 7 o'clock Friday night at the field in Pflugerville. It's a must-see Central Texas district clash as the Hendrickson Hawks take on the Vandegrift Vipers. And, you know, Hendrickson's got this very bold strategy that, that, to just beat the tar out of everyone that they play. They've played two games. They've won their games by an average of 49 points. That is ridiculous. Their quarterback, Blaine Barker, has been fantastic. But now they're going up against an outstanding defense led by Jax McCauley. Uh, this Vipers defense is for real. They showed it last week, and they've shown it every single week this year. This is strength on strength at its best. For now, I lean a little bit towards Hendrickson, but keep an eye on this one. 7.30 p.m. Friday night at Hornet Stadium in Corpus Christi. It is arguably the game in Corpus Christi this year. As Corpus Christi Flower Bluff takes on Corpus Christi Veterans Memorial, there are huge, huge implications in this one. Not only is this probably for the district title, but I think the winner of this one is probably the favorite to come out of 5A Division I Region 4. 
that's a spot in the semifinals on the line. This is a huge, huge game, strength on strength here. The Vets do-it-all athlete David Soto going up against this flower bluff defense with Javaris Lawson. It's almost too close to call. I got to make a pick, so I'm going with the home team. Give me flower bluff. 7.30 p.m. Friday night at Cub Stadium in Clifton. It's a battle of unbeatens in Central Texas. As McGregor takes on Clifton, you know, this Cubs team may have been flying under your radar, but they should firmly be on it. Their quarterback, Mason Brandenburger, just a junior, has been very good for Clifton. But have you seen this McGregor quarterback, DeAndre McDaniel? Just a sophomore, he is putting up ludicrous numbers every single week. This game is worth the price of admission. For now, I lean towards McGregor. And 7 o'clock Friday night at Memorial Stadium in Stephenville. It's a 4A clash between Midlothian Heritage and Stephenville. You know, this Yellow Jacket squad has running back Chris Novak and a pretty solid defense, but they do not want to get in a shootout with Midlothian Heritage. This is not a game you want to run up the score because Landon Ledbetter and company are rolling right now. They don't want that smoke. Uh, I think that this game is very close. The lower scoring this game is, the more it benefits Stephenville. For now, though, I think Heritage comes away with a win. But those are far from the only big games in week four of the Texas high school football season. Let's get to the lightning round. Andrews beats Snyder. Archer City stays perfect with a win over Alney. And give me Seeley to take down Belleville in a battle of unbeatens. Brock bounces back with a win over Breckenridge. Carthage stays perfect with a win over Gilmer. And I'm going to go with Frisco Reedy to stay perfect with a win over Denison. Edinburgh Vela takes down Los Fresnos. East Bernard edges Edna. And I'm going to go with San Angelo Central to beat El Paso Pebble Hills, but it's close. Evadale beats Deweyville. Getting stays hot with a win over Cameron Yo. And in a must-see game on the South Plains, I'm going with Lubbock Estacado over Hereford. Joaquin beats Corgan. Camden San Benito takes down Laredo United. And Marion beats Hondo. In a surprise battle of unbeaten, San Saba beats Snook. Give me Wellington over Stinnett West Texas. And 5A Crosby beats 4A West Orange Stark. Crowley edges Fort Worth Brewer. And in our six-man game of the week, it's a battle of defending state champs. Are you kidding me? Strawn versus Borden County? Too close to call? I'm going to go with Strawn in a squeaker. And those are the picks. What am I wrong about? Which games did I leave out? Leave comments down below. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram, instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's. And, of course, see us at texasfootball.com. Thanks for watching. Enjoy week four of the Texas high school football season. We'll see you. There you go. My high school football predictions for week four of the Texas high school football season. And a reminder, <clears throat> only on this show do I have the courage mm-hmm. To guarantee that I got at least one of those right. Oh, man. I did 26 picks. Sure. I'm going to get at least one of them right. I got at least one of them right last year, week. I haven't counted, but I know I did. Uh, because what were, what were the big games last week? I took Newton over West Orange Stark. Kablam! <laughs> we are Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com. Talking football on the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram, instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's. And of course, see us at texasfootball.com. Texasfootball.com is where you can find complete coverage of high school football, college football, and recruiting all across the Lone Star State. So there's this new thing going on on Twitter that I'm getting le- uh, linked in on. We'll get to the best segment in the world here in a moment. But um, have you seen that? Uh, you're not really on Twitter anymore, Max. But, sure, sure what? But basically, coaches are starting to, like, after practice, 
test their own arms and try to throw the ball oh, through the goalposts. Man, it's gonna be a lot of um, hurt, a lot of hurt wings. Dustin Dustin Souders, the def- Souders, uh, the defense coordinator at West, just tweeted a picture or a, f- a video of I think David Woodard, okay, the coach at West, throwing it through from sixty six, which is impressive. Yeah. I would love for this to be a thing, and I would love to have a whole segment every week of coaches just like throwing out their arms. So yeah. Tweet me your videos at Tepper. <laughs> I'm okay with this. I will play those videos on this show. There we go. Every once in a great while. Oh, sh- Really? A fantastic segment comes along. Uh, it's time for America's favorite segment. Free money! For your bookie. Free money! For your bookie. My college football picks against the spread. We used to do guest pickers. Um, we used to. Remember, we had Bun B on the show. We had Sue Bird on the show. Yeah. We had Jeff Perlman on the show. Yeah. We had a lot of big name guests. Yeah. Uh, also, Aaron Hardigan. Oh yeah. And but here, we've decided to bring in a ringer, someone who actually knows college football, uh, and he's told me is a big gambler. Ladies and gentlemen, college football insider Shayon J. Raja. Welcome to Free Money. Am I really following up all those people? Yeah, you are. Actually. I think that's a mistake. Believe it or not. Ooh, oh boy. Believe it or not. Well, you in, are. He's in person, so he's got <laughs> most of them beat there. Eh, La- last true. week I went five and five. I'm seventeen and fourteen on the year. Ooh, it's getting narrow. That's I went five and five. It's the same thing. Oh. <laughs> Ooh. Uh, Ooh. Need a winner. Need a winning week this week to really uh, up that cap. So let's see. I th- I'm feeling pretty good about a few of these. Uh, Max, what's our first game? Uh, these games are so bad. There's like what? There's two really good games. That, that's not good. That means there's a lot two of bad of, ones. Two out of ten. There's a couple of average games. There's Eleven a.m. Saturday. Ooh. On the hilltop. I know where you're starting. Navy rolling on in. Throw that triple option right at SMU. The ponies six and a half point dogs, which seems generous, even though Navy is not good this year. So that's the thing, right? I think everybody kind of assumes Navy is what they are every single year, but this is kind of a mediocre to maybe bad Navy team, and I do say that as an Army fan. Go Army, beat Navy. But (laughs) factually, this is not... The running game is fine for them. It's not what it usually is, which is like a godless killing machine. Um... They obviously cannot pass. Every time they pass, it's a bad idea. Uh, the defense is actually not very good, but it's especially bad against the run. Uh, what they're going to need, they'll need a big game from Malcolm Perry if they're going to pull this out. This is tough because SMU is bad, but they also showed sparks at the very end of that Michigan game. I presume William Brown's getting the start. Do we know this? I don't think we know as yet, but it sure sounds like it. Uh, it would have to be, right? Uh, I still think I'm going to take Navy to cover six and a half. I think that's the play here. Uh, give me the midshipman. Shayon, what do you think? Yeah, yeah, I agree. I, I think it's Navy. I think I picked them 35-28 in the last one. And here's the thing. It's like you said, Navy doesn't defend the run very well. SMU's not running the ball very well mm-hmm. right now. Now, again, if William Brown comes to the game, that kind of changed some things because he can do some things with his legs. Uh, but, you know, Navy still did beat Memphis two weeks ago. You know, mm-hmm. they're, they're not as good as maybe they usually are, sort of the AAC title contender. But they're still a whole lot better than SMU. That is true. I, I think that's true. And I want, I want to look this up and make sure I get this right. How is SMU against the run? Um, average. They're yeah. about average. They're so uh, Navy probably going to be able to run the ball. I think Navy wins by about seven. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to take Navy uh, minus six and a half. What's next, Max? Oh, baby. The biggest game of the day. Probably the, the, maybe uh, aside from what Oregon stand for, this is probably the biggest game this, of the weekend. Just ask Aggies. This is the national championship right here. You don't need another game. 22 A&M. 
taking on number one, Bama, 2.30 p.m. Saturday. The Aggies, 26-point dogs. It is with a heavy heart and a mournful soul that I announced that Alabama's at it again. <laughs> uh, they're, they're back on their BS, guys. <laughs> guys, Alabama is great at everything. 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 The, here's what they're not really – here's the one thing they're not great at. I'm not say, saying good. I'm saying great. They probably have too many penalties. Uh, they're also a little bit young in that regard, so you kind of excuse that a little bit. But that's basically it, okay? They're amazing at everything, but here's what they're especially good at, okay? They're amazing in the secondary. They're 21st in the in interception rate, and they're second in completion rate against. Uh, they are super good at running the ball. They're 22nd in yards per carry. They hit big plays in the passing game, 11.1 yards per pass attempt uh, as a team. And Tua, when he does, because he hasn't played a four quarter yet, what is no. he? He's 13 yards an attempt? He's like 12.95. That's unbelievable. Um, and everything on third down, they're great at. They're fifth in converting their own third downs, and they're eighth in preventing you from converting your own third down. And, and let's be clear, too. They've played two Power 5 teams so far, and not particularly good ones. You know, they played Ole Miss, and they've played Louis. But two Power 5 teams dude, who can both move the ball, dude, and holding, they're killing everybody. Holding Ole Miss to seven points seven. is frightening. Right. That said, Alabama or uh, Texas A&M loses this game by less than 26. Ooh, I like it. I think they lose. I think this is like a 20-point game. I think Alabama win, Look, Alabama wins comfortably. Right. But I think A&M covers. I'm going to take A&M plus 26 in this game. Ooh. Yeah, I think it'll be sort of a backdoor cover situation where Kellen Mond sort of gets in there, maybe throws a late touchdown, something like that. It's not going to be a close game. It will never be in doubt, but 26 is a lot of points. And if you're going to give me 26 points, I'm going to be like, eh, A&M's not bad. You know, they, they, they might be decent. I, I'm going to take the points. What I, what I worry about, because I do not think, as good as Kellen Mond has looked, they have not faced a great secondary yet. No. Not at even all. Clemson. Clemson's secondary is not good. No, it's no, fine. It's, their front seven is real. Their good. front seven's really good. Their secondary is meh. Um, this secondary is f- freaking ludicrous. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then, um, and then, by the way, um, this is also like the. I think A and secondary is actually kind of not very good. Not very good. They didn't look very good against ULM. I think two is going to carve them up. But I do think they cover twenty six. I'm going to take A and M plus twenty six. What's next, Max? Whoa to your Twitter mentions. Both of you, when it is close in the fourth quarter. I know. Whoa. Hey, we picked you. him. We Whoa picked him. Whoa. Yeah, you, that's not good enough, and you know it for <laughs> Big Aggie. Big Aggie coming. <laughs> now, from a very exciting big and fun Aggie, game. Is, big Aggie, is big Aggie like big oil? <laughs> big Aggie. It's big the same pharma. exact thing. Big pharma. It's the same you exact thing. You, all I'm saying is you can't beat Big the Aggie. Venn diagram you is know, a circle. You know what Big Aggie's going to say, and you ain't going to win. <laughs> From a very fun game to a very sad game. Ooh. Sorry, Shahan. Oh. Kansas. Oh, no. At Baylor. 2.30 yep. p.m. Saturday. <laughs> this week's Sadness Bowl. Uh, Baylor. We, we have a worse one. We have a worse uh, one. Just for the, there's a worse one. There is a worse one. There's uh, one worse one. I know what you're going to say, and I'm going to make a counterargument to that Sadness Bowl for a different reason. Okay. Because okay. literally no one cares about this game, which yeah. is the difference between this game and that game. Baylor, eight-point favorites. Okay. Oh, the line's going down. Wow. Okay. Um, guys, I'm a Missouri grad, so this hurts to say. Uh-oh. Kansas is not terrible. <laughs> okay? Kansas is not terrible. They actually run the ball really well with Puka Williams, and that's a red flag because Baylor does not stop the run. 
Um, that's a red flag. Their pass defense is actually okay as well. Now, I don't think they've got two wins. I don't think that they have played. I don't think they have beaten a good team yet. Uh, I also don't know if they'll play one this week. Um, but they can't throw the ball. Kansas cannot throw the ball, and they're only mediocre versus the run. This is tough. Eight's the perfect line because um, I do feel like Baylor's going to win, but I also feel like it might just be a touchdown. But in my black and gold heart, I cannot take Kansas. I will take Baylor minus eight. Yeah, I, I think you're on the right track. Again, I mean, Kansas's offense, since inserting Puka Williams into the starting lineup, has been a completely different animal. <laughs> I mean, it's been completely different. Um, you know, they've been able to run the ball very well. But like you said, I mean, they played Central Michigan, who's not very good this no. year, and Rutgers, which is apparently just the worst Power 5 team of all time. Let's talk about how bad Rutgers is. <laughs> yeah, they're bad. They're, they're real bad. bad. Rutgers sucks. You're bad. Real, this this real show bad. is here to tell you how bad Rutgers is. <laughs> real bad. But, <laughs> but um, you know, and Baylor, here's the thing, right? Baylor beat itself last week, truly. I mean, you know. Duke was the better team, obviously, but they also just made some critical mistakes. I think that Kansas is also privy to make some critical mistakes, so I think that will kind of even out. And then if you're just kind of taking it straight up, I mean, I think Baylor's clearly right now the better team. Mm-hmm. Now, will they play like it? I don't know. I mean, last week was the first time that I was a little concerned about what I saw from them. I will say I think Baylor wins by about 10. Yeah, I, it's, I think 10's it's, about it's, right. It's the kind of game where they're going to win, but it's going to give Baylor fans something to complain about. Oh, yeah. That's what it is. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, yes, I am taking Baylor, but I am not feeling confident at all. What's next, Max? Well, let's perk things up in here with a more interesting game. How about Fire that? Fire it up. Come on. 17 it up. It up. TCU at right. Texas. The Del Conte Bowl. <laughs> 3.30 p.m. Saturday. TCU three-point favorites. So this is interesting to me because I feel like the Texas defense – is actually pretty a pretty decent matchup against the TCU offense. Um, TCU essentially like wants to run the ball, and 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 then you know whether it's with Sean William or uh, Sean Robinson. Why is it Sean Williams? Who's Sean Williams? <laughs> mm. um, it's it, Sean Robinson, or they want to and or they want to pull it and, and run play action. Right, that's kind of um, that's kind of the way that they want to. I actually think. Texas defense, especially what we saw last week against USC, I think it's actually a decent matchup. The other side of it, I think, is a nightmare matchup for Texas because basically the way that you, like, TCU's team speed defensively is going to give Texas's offense, I think, a lot of trouble. And their front seven, I think, is going to give them a lot of trouble. Um, so I actually foresee this. I think this is probably a low-scoring game. Yeah. Maybe something like 24-17, but I think TCU wins, and I think they cover. I'm going to take TCU minus three. Yeah, I mean, obviously the opportune stat is that since uh, over the last four years, TCU is outscoring Texas 38-8 to in their last four matchups. Now, this is Texas team... On average. Yes, on average. Oh, yeah, yeah. On average. Man. So, TCU has really matched up well with Texas. And, and, you know, maybe this Texas team is better, but I think we thought that last year, and that wasn't necessarily the case against TCU. Um, I, I just think that TCU is better basically everywhere. I mean, there, <laughs> I can't remember who it was, but somebody on Twitter, uh, maybe it was Adam Rittenberg or somebody like that, said that only about five players would definitely start on, on TCU from Texas uh, depth chart. Yeah, there's a couple, but not many. Yeah, I mean, and, and maybe you take the over on that, but it's not a whole lot more. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah and, you're right. And, um, you know, TCU right now, they proved against Ohio State that talent isn't going to just beat them straight up. You know, yeah. talent... It, they're not going to be overwhelmed by talent because they have a whole ton of talent too, and a whole ton of maximized talent. Mm. So they come into this game, like you said, I think that they're able to really shut down the run. And 
Look, if you're asking Sam Ellinger to try to beat them through the air, that's, that's recipe for a whole every, ton of mistakes. You can't. Yeah, the the official stance of Texas football today is that a game where you are asking Sam Ellinger to go out there and win it for you right. is not a good idea. Right. Yeah. So. And and only three points. I mean, come on. <laughs> it's basically a pick'em. I agree. I'm going to go with TCU minus yeah, three. Okay. TCU easy. Next up, Max. Wow, look at you two gambling experts. This one's not interesting. Max hates the segment, by the way. It's going to be a bloodbath. North Texas at Liberty. Going to go on the road and lay the whooping down. The uh, Mean Green, 5 p.m. Saturday, are 13.5-point favorites. Well, that's just – that's so nice. That's generous. Trap game. <laughs> trap game. This is a trap. Reiner, 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 this is a trap. Reiner. Um, it's a trap. It's, uh, yes, call <laughs> Admiral Akbar. It is a trap. North Texas, everyone has been kissing their rear all week. Us included. Us included. Everyone, they've been reading their own press clippings. This is actually not a bad Liberty team, okay? Uh, they run the ball pretty effectively. They actually throw the ball okay. They can't, their run defense is terrible, but their pass defense is actually okay. They don't get pressure on the quarterback. Um, but their their running back uh, Kentori Matthews and their quarterback Stephen Calvert are actually okay. This is a decent Liberty team. They're on the road. This has got trap game written all over it. North Texas is not losing this game, but I'm worried about it. That said, North Texas is also a covering machine. This is going to be this is a late cover. They're going to score late. They're going to cover win by 14. I'm going to take North Texas. So the one thing that I'll say about the metrics, kind of saying that that Liberty defends the pass pretty well and not mm-hmm. the run. They did play Army last week. So that does kind of skew the numbers a little bit. Two weeks ago. Two weeks ago, Cause yes. Because Army, Army got a great win over Hawaii last week. Go <laughs> Army. Go Army beat Navy. <laughs> so, so, yes, two weeks ago. And, and actually, I believe that Liberty actually had a game canceled last week. Yes. Um, so I'm not as worried. I mean, I think that... UNT just talent wise is so much better than Ar- than uh, not Army than Liberty right now. Yeah, you watch yourself, <laughs> and you know I do think that this has all the makings of a trap game mm-hmm. um, because what they play Louisiana Tech yeah. in two weeks, right? And and Louisiana Tech is going to be a big game for the program. Um, but you know I, I think that maybe it swung so much the other way where you know everybody is sort of piling on how much they love UNT that UNT's program is actually trying to be like mm-hmm. take it down take yeah. it down take it down don't write the stories yet you know at least that's everything that everyone was saying when I was in Denton on Tuesday yeah. um was was we got 24 hours and now we're past it yeah um will that be the case maybe but I think that I think that UNT is well more than two touchdowns better than Liberty, mm-hmm. and I think even with a potential letdown, I still think they're two touchdowns. Better. I I agree with that. I think it's closer than uh, than than I or anyone who wants to see North Texas run the table and crash the playoff party um, want. But uh, just well, trap they, game. They played three games and they've killed everybody. You're right. You're right. They're a covering machine. And and, That's and the thing. so so you know which is great. And so even if they don't go in and kill them, they'll I think they'll still beat them easy. Okay, Max, what's next? Hey, kids, do you like points? I do like points. Do you like them? I like points. I want you to come into my stadium. It's called Boone Tickets. Dear God, what have I signed up for? I told you, man, this is a weird segment. <laughs> I want you to come into my stadium and see all these points. It's going to be a lot of points. you got to come to Oklahoma, though. Ew. Texas Tech at 15, Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State, by the way, they very quietly look like Oklahoma State again, mm-hmm. even after losing those dudes. Mm-hmm. Number 15 in the nation, 6 p.m. Saturday. Texas Tech. And Alan Bowman, who we've already anointed as this, our Lord and Savior of points, 
14-point dogs. What's the over-under on this game? Texas Tech. <laughs> 900. Oklahoma State over-under. Let's see what that comes up. Let me tell you about Oklahoma State. Uh, so they beat the Murder Smurfs last week, and they beat them well. Um, this is a super effective passing game. They run the ball okay. They're actually great against the run. They are really good against the run. Defense Pass defense is fine. Uh, they also win on special teams. They're really good on special teams. Um, their quarterback Taylor Cornelius. You know, for all you know, for all the talk we had about like, uh, oh Oklahoma State, they're going to like fall back. Like oh, they, they're losing everybody. Like I think we just got to assume that they're going to be good every year. Like yeah. Mike Gundy's a really good coach. Yeah. Um. So I think that that's going to be. Um. I think I think that this is going to be very very interesting. Let's see what the Texas Tech game. Um. Let's see Texas Tech. Go ahead. Uh, I'm going to take fourteen. Tech keeps it closer than that. I'm going to take Tech uh, plus 14. So I, I've got a hot take. Yeah. Oklahoma State, pretty dang good on defense. Yeah, they are. And I, I te- I, Alan Bowman is real. Mm-hmm. He's the truth. <laughs> you know, he's, he's everything that we say he is. But the one thing that Oklahoma State did incredibly well against Boise State is they made Brett, uh, what's, uh, Brett Ripian? Yeah, Brett yeah. Ripian. Oh, God, I almost said Mark. <laughs> but uh, but he, he made his life miserable. Yeah. He was constantly under pressure. And now, I think that Al Bowman is really good. He hasn't necessarily had to deal with that much pressure before. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, if you shut down the run, if you shut down DeLeon Ward, Deshaun Henry, and it's all on Alan Bowman to score all the points, I don't know. I think it's going to get a little dicey because I think that and, – and we haven't seen what Texas Tech was supposed to be on defenses yet. True. They haven't made an appearance through the first three games. I mean, well, against Lamar, but whatever. Uh, I think that Oklahoma State – is able to win this game comfortably. Okay. Um, I think that maybe Texas Tech will get it going late, but I just think that Stillwater is such a weird place to play. Agreed. And it's in a weird state. Yeah, and they <laughs> agreed. And on top of that, they play so well defensively at home, and they cause mm-hmm. so many mistakes. I think they're going to be able to cover. I, I think that Alan Bowman will look good, but again, I mean, this is what his second career or second career start against an mm-hmm. FBS opponent. Mm-hmm. You know, I, so I'm I'm going to okay. take Oklahoma State, okay. but and I wouldn't be worried about that because Oklahoma State is really good. Over under 77, by the way. Ooh, okay, they're getting wise. Uh, Max, what's next? I'm still taking the over because I like points. <laughs> Kids, Told you birds. People watch this. Birds are going to be fighting in Mississippi. Got hoot hoot. Rice taking on Southern Miss. 6 p.m. Saturday. Rice 14 point dogs. Come on. Um, Come on. I gotta They're be, good again. Okay. I gotta, okay, guys, here's the thing. Maybe I, let's just listen to Republic of Football and you've talked me into it. I kind of think Rice might win this game. Ooh, here we go. Okay. Southern, got, at some point, we have to have a CUSA weirdness game, yeah. right? Like Southern, game, results that don't make sense. That's what CUSA is. This has got to be one of them. Southern right? Miss can't stop the run, man. And Emmanuel Sukba has been great for Rice. Um, they cannot run the ball at all. This is going to be a passing game. Their quarterback, Jack Abraham, and their wide receiver, Quez Watkins, are pretty good. But I think Rice can control the clock. I think they can run the ball. They get one or two turnovers, and things get really crazy in, in Hattiesburg. I'm going to take Rice plus 14. I'm almost going out on a limb and saying they're going to win outright, but I'm going to take Rice plus 14. Well, I will take that plunge. Rice is winning outright. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> 
they have looked very impressive offensively. You know, they, they do a great job of holding on to the ball with, uh, like you mentioned, Asukpa, um, and, you know, S- Southern Miss isn't great against the run. More than anything, I mean, 14 points, I don't think this is going to be a very high-scoring game. I, I think true. They're, I think they're going to be able to hold on to the ball. Um, and, and Sean Stankovic has looked very good yeah. in, in his first couple of looks. I mean, again, he doesn't need to be great. That's mm-hmm. not even really the point. They've been pretty good on defense. They've been good enough. And on top of that, Southern Miss last week had a game postponed. So they're kind of going to be a little bit rusty, I yeah. think. The week earlier, they lost by one point to ULM, who's fine. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think Rice can really pull it off. I mean, it's going to be a tough test. Uh, but they've played, like we mentioned before, they have one bad win against mm-hmm. Prairie View A&M, and they have two really good losses against Houston, against Hawaii. I agree. So I think Rice finally puts it all together this week. I think I they go it. out and beat Southern Miss. I love it. I love it. Max, what's next? The granddaddy of them all. The battle for the traffic cone. Battle for the golden shopping <laughs> cart. Texas State at UTSA, 6 p.m. Saturday. UTSA, seven and a half point favorites. Texas State fans losing their mind over. We're gonna already. find they're, out they're angry. We're gonna find out if UTSA is a bad team or if they just played a tough schedule, like right. in this game. Right. Because all signs should point to a UTSA romp, right? If they are actually okay, uh, then they then they will go out there and romp. I do not know what the status of Willie Jones is for Texas State, but they uh, they thought it was just cramping. Okay. Well, so that's they good. think he'll be back. If that's the case, um, I think this thing is close, yeah. and and that's why seven and a half makes me think that I'm going to go. I'm going to take the points just because I think UTSA is going to win, but I think it's going to be close. Um, Texas State looked pretty good when they had Willie Jones in the game last week, and I don't think there's ever been a point where I've said UTSA has looked pretty good. Coming home will help, but I'm going to take Texas State and the, and the points on this one. Yeah, I, I mean that's the thing, and UTSA really can't move the ball very effectively right now. Um, you know they've got two good running backs in BJ Rhodes and and. I can't. BJ Daniels, BJ, uh, BJ Daniels, and Jalen Rose. Rose. Oh yeah, my God. You, 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 you had both of them. Oh just my God. The wrong, oh my gosh. Uh, but but you know, so they move the ball okay on the ground. They can't move it at all through the air. Um, you know, and I think that Texas State's going to be able to kind of hold on to the ball for a little bit and maybe you know run a little bit more with Willie Jones. So I think I think you're right. I think it's going to be a very low scoring game because I don't think either of these teams can score hardly at all. Um, I'm I'm pretty confident that UTSA wins the game, but if you're going to give me seven and a half points, I I'll mean, take that. Yeah, I, I I'll just think it's going to be close. That's, right. that's my, I think right. uh, this has like this has like twenty six twenty written all over it. Yeah, something like I think that. I picked twenty four seventeen on my go. show. Yeah. So, <laughs> Max, let's get sad. Okay, can I interest you Ugh. in an even lower quality rivalry football game? God, absolutely. New Mexico State <laughs> at UTEP, oh rolling into the Sun Bowl. <laughs> 6.30 p.m. Saturday. Oh, UTEP. The drive for one is alive. Three and a half point dogs. The drive for one. Oh, God, guys. I think there's a real argument that these are the two worst college football teams in America. A very good one. There, uh, I, I haven't seen Bill Connolly's rankings. Um, I could pull that up real quick. Yeah. They might. Th- this really might be the... Uh, the um, I think UConn signals. I think New Mexico State's like 124. So he's got um, UTEP number 130, and he's got New Mexico State 123. This is an awful game, guys. Bad. This is a bad game. Uh, And New Mexico State is bad, and they should feel bad. Uh, (laughs) They can't run the ball. They're 127th in yards per carry. Uh, They throw the ball a ton, and they're not good at it. They're 123rd in yards per pass. They can't stop the run. They're 97th in yards per carry allowed. Uh, The only thing they do okay is they're decent versus the pass, but UTEP doesn't want to pass. UTEP's, win- UTEP's winning this gosh darn game. UTEP's winning the Battle of I-10. Go Miners! 
What was the line again? Uh, it's three New Mexico half. State minus three and a half. I have a policy on Republican football that I will not pick UTEP until they win a football game. Ooh, fair enough. And that's continuing. Okay. They've lost 15 straight games. Ooh. I'm not going to be burned by UTEP anymore. I picked them week I one. I get picks up. I, I, beat them, I picked them week one against Northern Arizona. Got absolutely screwed on that pick. Uh, they lost 30-10. to 10. I think UTEP can't do anything well. <laughs> picks up. New Mexico State. Picks up. Sure. And finally, Max. A pointless game to talk about. It's the other rivalry in Houston. Texas Southern at Houston, 7 p.m. Saturday. No line. Not sure why we're talking about it. Great. Uh, Texas Southern has Trindavian Dixon. Yeah. That's cool. That's fun. He was a coog for like five seconds. Houston's going to win big. <laughs> yes. Houston wins big. Trindavian Dixon has a touchdown. That's my pick. That's, that's a good one. And that's free money. Yay! <laughs> we did it. Uh, You're welcome. And now we go to Max Thompson. That was America's favorite segment. We now go to America's second favorite segment, Final Thoughts. That's under dispute. There are many who believe that this is... Uh, the superior segment. This is the superior segment, and I, I don't know what to tell you there. Anyway, uh, lots of things. Joseph Oliveira says tie in the Battle of I-10. I cannot blame. Oh him for God, that. that's you can't tie in college football anymore, can you? No, uh, no, no. They'll find a way. They'll find uh, a way. <laughs> Misael says uh, Tepper needs to prepare a big celebration if he ever goes 100 percent on free money. No, he doesn't because he never will. Uh, oh, oh, you just see. you just signed your own death warrant. <laughs> nah, I didn't. I'm fine. Uh, Corey Hoke says, "Oh my God, guys, please help me and stop the Rutgers bashing." Sorry, man. <laughs> this is Rutgers is this a is terrible a, this, football this, program. This state covers this. This show covers high school football, college football, and recruiting in the state of Texas, yeah. and also how bad New Jersey football is. There's two it's things bad. we can agree on on this show: Oklahoma is a dumb state, and Rutgers <laughs> is a terrible football team. Uh, I will say you're winning, f- winning friends and influencing people, Tepper, uh, because Corey Hogue and Brent Homan, uh, both big fans of you being an Army fan, obviously. That's right! For obvious Woo-hoo! reasons. Uh, and Matt McSpadden's just jumping on that train. Like, he sees the way that's going, and he's, I'm, he's with you. He says, go Army. By the way, too. guys, they're going to cover against Oklahoma. Yeah. That's free money uh, bonus. Yeah. No. Derek Moya wants to know what our thoughts are on Goliad versus Shiner next week. Uh, you tune in tomorrow listen, for Mailbag Friday. Why even tomorrow? Come back next Friday and ask that question. Come on, Derek. You're killing me here. <laughs> Unbelievable. God, Derek. <laughs> Your show's so professional, and then you come on this show, and you're just like, this yeah. is madness. <laughs> Off the rails. Uh, Tony Blalock says he'll be uh, in Saratoga, West Harlem, oh. tonight. Friday is Cedar Park Cinco Ranch. Saturday is uh, UANL versus College Station in Katy Clear Springs. I will call Ew. Matt Step out here. I'm calling Matt Step out from the Slack chat, yeah, which true. is not cool of me, but I'm doing it. Because Matt saw that Tony's going to this game tonight, and he said, I probably wouldn't go to that game. That's a lie. Matt Step will go to any Matt game. Step has a list, just like Tony has a list, of teams he hasn't seen and stadiums he hasn't been. And if that's the game that makes sense that night, Step's going to. Last, last week, this is 100% true, last week he went to a San Antonio Holmes game because he had not seen San Antonio right. Holmes. Yeah. That's why he went. And I'm, I'm glad he did, but let's not, let's not pretend we're, we're something we're not here. Yeah. Come on, let's, let's be honest. Brent Holman, uh, he's asking questions. Brent, Brent's our guy, but he's like, hey, well, what, what 0-3 team makes waves at the end of the season and why? I'm going to leave that for you now because you should research that. I will research it for tomorrow. What 0-3 team right now could you see doing well later okay. on? I'm going to write that down. And he's biased because he wants to know what you think about Graham. That's why he's asking, <laughs> if we're being honest here. Uh, <laughs> what else? We, a, lot of, a lot of comments on the uh, your, your, uh, your millennials war that you've started over lightning. 
But Tony Blaylock, this is actually we were talking about this in the office the other day, and I, I do think it's worth talking about on the show. He says lightning rules on the UIL website are actually pretty vague. I always thought it was a well-defined rule of lightning strike within X number of miles, but you talked with uh, Bill. Yes, Tasso. Yeah, and he and he told you that it's kind of just kind of up to the two teams that are it there, is. right there. So, so basically, right? basically, there's it's somebody, a lot more by the seat of your pants than people think. It is basically if you can see lightning, like from where you are, then basically it's up. Like what the UIL says is like the coaches need to get together and make the decision that's best for them, but. 99% of coaches are going to get together and be like, all right, let's, let's go away. Now, if there's a lightning strike like right near the stadium, there are, I believe, more hard and fast rules. Yeah. Uh, and, or if you have a lightning detector at the stadium, which a lot of these places do, uh, then they, they will, they'll just sound the alarm and they'll say, you've got to get out of here. So, yeah. um, yes. so anyway, everybody be safe. Yeah. Uh, Todd Gleaton asks, are we surprised that PNG is off to the slow start? Todd, I don't know if you heard. Their best player is hurt. So uh, just wait till Roshan comes back. And also, we'll- come here tomorrow and watch- ask that on Mailback Friday. I know, right? Uh, oh, my God, we're so late. They don't care. They're still asking questions. What do you care? I have questions uh, Yeah, you don't have anywhere to be that's that important. You got to go hang out with Aaron Hardigan? Sadly. Yeah, exactly. So you calm down over there. Nah, I'm going to call it. That's it. Thanks, guys. You're thank awesome. You thank you for spending part of your day with us. Thanks to Max Thompson. Thanks to Shehan Jayaraja. And thank you for spending part of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's. And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. Shehan, say the word. Come collect your trophy. Who? Vince Young. Come collect your trophy. Good enough. terrible. We'll see you tomorrow. I, 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 mailback I, I, Friday I, I, on Texas Football today. I, 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 I,